0: Welcome to Dana Delivers by Aprio podcast, the podcast that helps restaurant owners and operators learn from industry experts about trends and opportunities. On every episode, Dana Zukowski, the leader of Aprio's restaurant advisory team, explores a topic impacting our industry in a candid conversation. And now, let's hear what Dana is serving up on this episode.
1: So today we have with us S.G. Ellison from Diversified Restaurant Group. He's the president and franchisee. And the way I want to start today is by telling everyone the first time I met S.G. was at the first Trinity Conference, Trinity Investment Banking Conference out in California. And at the end of the day, it rained. So some people stayed and some people went home and S.G. went home. And it was really sad because the rest of us, thanks to David Grieve, got to go see Elton John, and we just had so much fun. So that's my story. SJ, thank you for being here.
0: Thanks for having me, Dana. It's exciting to be uh, your first guest with Apiro. Um, Congratulations on the move, by the way.
1: Thank you. It's exciting. We're all happy here at Aprio that we're going to start a new podcast, a whole new thing going on here with our restaurant franchise and hospitality team. So thanks for having, thanks for being the first guest. And so tell me a little bit about you, your background, how you got into this world. And then we can talk about diversified and all the great things you guys are doing.
0: Great. I will. Well, um, I got into the restaurant business uh, really from the real estate uh, business. Uh, I came out of college as a civil engineer out of Arizona State and started developing real estate in the Western US for a company out East building uh, CVS drugstores, Chase Banks, mostly retail locations. And in that process, I came across um, my partner, David Grieve, and he had owned some drugstores in New Mexico uh, and we became fast friends and Uh, started to talk about doing things together uh, in the future at some point. So when I decided that I was um, sort of done working uh, for this company, I wanted to start my own real estate development company and uh, reached out to David uh, and him and a couple other partners came in and helped me start this uh, development company called First Street Development, which still exists and is the development arm for our restaurant group. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. And uh, in that about the same time, uh, David was who, who has a very successful uh, real estate investment company, um, owned properties throughout the country in about 40 states, um, had been looking for some assets. And I came across a Taco Bell transaction in Los Angeles that had four or five pieces of real estate. And we teamed up with the franchisee who was buying those um, and basically financed the acquisition through the real estate. And uh, David um, was excited about that. We weren't sure about being in the restaurant business at the time because we were more passive uh, investors in real estate, but the assets had to be held in the company for a period of three years. So we took a limited partnership in the new franchise business down in Los Angeles, and it ended up, you know, working out really well, and we got really excited about Taco Bell. and The, and the DLT came out, uh, the Doritos, Tacos, Locos, in 2012, and sales kind of spiked. and um, David, you know, looked at me and said, "We need to, we need to be in this business, you know, long term in our own way." And that's what started us in the restaurant business. We bought a, a. Uh, transaction up in the bay area 85 locations and formed our own uh, restaurant company
1: and could you believe it's only 10 years later and now you're the second largest taco bell franchisee in the system
0: yeah, yeah we're probably second or third it kind of kind of goes back and forth depending on which week it is you know as people grow right uh, but but yeah certainly certainly right up there we have about 300 locations um and yeah it's been almost a decade which doesn't feel very long in this business. I mean, everybody that uh, that has has uh, we've gotten to know um, has been in the business for a really long time, and has really been helpful uh, to us and, and welcomed us into the system uh, and helped us learn the business really well. It's the Taco Bell franchise system is really first class, second to none, and uh, really shares best practices and and helps people uh, you know do really well.
1: Right. No, that's great. And then more recently, an entry into Arby's.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, 2019, you know, as, as we started to gain efficiencies with our back of house and started to build a, you know, a restaurant company internally. Originally, we had outsourced a lot of a lot of the accounting or finance or, you know, HR and realized that as you get to a certain size, you really need to own that piece of it. And yep. we we started, so we, we decided to, to bring all of that in-house. And as we did, uh, we looked for other brands that we thought were good growth brands and and had a lot of the same qualities uh, that Taco Bell has. Um, and we got into Arby's in 2019, um, quickly made an impact in that system and, and found the franchisees and the franchise franchisors Barbara, to be really, really great. And I get to sit on the... Um, the AFA marketing board with them and learn a lot and look at a lot of great new initiatives.
1: Yeah. And I think that one that you just said something that we talked about in our pre-call is how the brands do have certain similarities, right? And what I think one of the biggest similarities there is how innovative they are in some of the marketing campaigns they've done. Today, I was telling someone that we were speaking and that you were involved with Arby's and their memory of one of the campaigns that Arby's did was when all the non- meat plant-based meats were a, a thing and they had a chicken in the shape of a carrot or yeah. a hamburger in the shape of broccoli and just just creative things that seem a little cr- crazy candidly what do you say about Yeah, the
0: that? meat the, the meat carrot you know I mean they they have really been creative and really owned uh their brand which is which is meat right and protein right. and um I know you won't see a veggie-based uh, item or, or plant-based item coming out of Arby's anytime soon, I don't think, uh, but we own the meats. We have the meats and got a great marketing campaign with, new, you know, Ving Rang's voice um, and they have a, you know, 98% um, recognition in the market of, of who Arby's is. Right. Who Arby's the upside is that, you know, the, the, the uh, conversion is a little bit lower than, than the QSR average because there's just not as many locations, right, as some of, some of the uh, other brands have. So particularly at West, Arby's has great brand recognition, uh, but not as many assets. So, you know, there's opportunity to build more assets and uh, uh, in, improve the brand in that way. And so that's what we got really excited about. And we have built, you know, a few locations in Las Vegas and most recently up in Alaska, in Fairbanks, Alaska, uh, we opened up uh, Arby's that turned out to be the highest grossing Arby's uh, opening week ever. Uh, and, and uh, we're really proud of that
1: fact. Right. It's amazing when you said it yesterday and I had a pick Alaska probably would have been the 49th state I chose for that, but <laughs> not always right. And right. then Taco Bell, I mean, nobody does marketing better than Taco Bell and innovative stuff. I mean, from the Chihuahua to all the, the would you just say the Doritos taco? They're just always on the cutting edge. You want to talk a little bit about what they're doing and some of their campaigns and influencing, and how else you get excited about it?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, we get really excited. I mean, they they really have um, accepted us and 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 uh, helped us grow. Uh, we came in from, like I said, like a non restaurant. Um, philosophy and where we tend to maybe spend a little bit more money than most. Uh, but we wanna do it in the right way and Taco Bell embraced that. And we've, we've been known to, as sort of the cantina um, team, right? We've, we've opened up six uh, Taco Bell cantinas since we started. Uh, we opened the first one in San Francisco about a week after uh, Neil Borkin opened up his in, uh, in Chicago. Okay. And and since then, you know, we went on this journey, this cantina journey and, and opened up the flagship Taco Bell Cantina in Las Vegas, which is, which is also the highest racing Taco Bell in the world. We, we, we liked it. We, we we're really proud of having, you know, both uh, in both brands, having the highest uh, volume uh, units in, in Taco Bell and Arby's, but, you know, the flagship Taco Bell Cantina was a brand mover in and of itself and it was innovative and, we were we wanted to do sort of the Willy Wonka chocolate factory of Taco Bell and make it a right. destination for people throughout the world, and it really is, and people want to come to that Taco Bell and, and see it as sort of a pilgrimage. And, and Taco Bell came up with some great ideas, like having a wedding chapel in there. Right, I was the- just
1: going to ask about that. I remember when you guys were opening it, the big campaign you did where people were able to be the first wedding at the taco to have their t- wedding at a Taco Bell, and it just seems so crazy, but the response was phenomenal
0: the impressions were you know in the billions and they um, we've since had 400 weddings we've had we've had weddings at our our Pacifica beach uh, side cantina you know every cantina that we've done has been different uh, and unique based on its its trade area you know we just opened up a gaming cantina in San Ramon where wow. you go in yeah. and you can play xbox and there's a gaming theater and there's TV screens and the kids come in and they go to this gaming side and they play games and the parents have, you know, a beer or a glass of Napa wine and um, enjoy their time at Taco Bell. And uh, most recently, like a month ago, we opened up a sports themed cantina in Kansas city. Um, that pays well, That's homage- some good timing. Yeah. Pays <laughs> homage to, uh, to, to Kansas city. They love their sports. And so, um, it's been really well received. And our employees really get behind, you know, the the, the company when they have something exciting going on in the market. Right.
1: And that was kind of where I was going to go next. As you guys are growing and there's so much exciting stuff going on there, employees, right? It's the hottest topic right now because no one could find any. And when you do, a lot of these people who are, a lot of the people who are working hourly jobs they're willing to stay at a job, get their sign-on bonus, and then leave for a quarter of more, right? To go work down the street. How are you keeping some of the talent? Because one of the most, again, one, something so interesting that you said yesterday is your co coos started out working in the kitchens. So, I mean, that story is phenomenal. Could you just tell us how? Else, what are some of the other ideas you guys are doing?
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's 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 uh, Todd Kelly and Tom Douglas who who run operations for our company and they they basically split it down the middle Um, both started out in restaurants and 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 grew up through different systems and started out in taco bell and now are you know part owners with us they have equity in the company and they're able to show you know their team members um, and staff that you know you you have a path to growth a path to participate um, you know have amazing bonus plans and participation plans right Uh, for the vice presidents and directors of the company and and they show a path to how to get there from from a team member. I was just at a GM celebration yesterday here in Los Angeles um, where we spent 12 weeks training uh, a a new general manager. And it was surprising to me because he he, he had a cake, they gave him a big cake and big celebration. And then he explained to me, his name's Jonathan, that the previous qsr he worked at he had a half a day of training and he was the general manager wow and they said, yeah and they said here you go run the restaurant <laughs> and um he you know ran the restaurant ran it really well for a couple of years and and but he, he said the environment has just been different and uh he was trained uh down the street by sandra who's a gm and and his area coach stephanie they all got together and just really wanted to put him in a position to be successful day one, as opposed to throw him into the fire. And that's just a little bit different in today's environment, because a lot of times you just feel like you don't have time to go through that training um, because you just need people to work. Right. Um, what we see is that when you do that, they don't last very long. Right. right? And you're sort of kind of cutting your. Uh, um, on your nose to spite your face i think that's the saying but right and you just so, it's so, like a
1: churn and burn of t- yeah high tr- small slow train a little bit of training get them right. in let them work and then they leave and then you have to keep right. doing it
0: right right and, and and we're able to kind of point out to them that you know they're, they're not only with you know the best system in in qsr and in, in taco bell um But, you know, they're with a a franchisee like other some other franchisees, very innovative. You know, we've we've done things like introduce a a, a program called Zenput where you're able to use your iPad for all your checklists as opposed to an old book where you write things down and it takes a long time. And it's a lot more user friendly. Um, We are working with a group out in San Francisco to do electric charging vehicles in the parking lot and kind of that's pretty cool. Yeah, reproduce energy and, and back into the building and it's a test uh, that Taco Bell is letting us work on with with this company to see if it if it makes sense um, but but Taco Bell has been really open to being innovative and trying to do things that are sustainable um, and we're really just lucky to be in that system where they allow us to do that there's something where we did during the pandemic called pop ID with a group out of Pasadena um, uh, John Miller and his group, like Miso Robotics and some others, um, uh-huh. where where you know employees would come in and it would take their temperature, you know, by, by face recognition. So right. you would know that. in the checklist for input. They'd say, "Okay, do you have any symptoms?" If you answered no, then the pop ID would take your temperature, and then if you were in the right form, you would go back and start working. So the employees felt really safe to be working there. The consumer felt good about us, you know, having those folks. And that was just another thing we learned through the pandemic is how valuable our restaurant employees were. You know, they may not have been first line workers like like the healthcare and first responders who were amazing and heroes in the pandemic, but they were se- definitely in that second line providing food opportunities for a lot of people that wouldn't have otherwise got it.
1: Right. And in, right.
0: fa- in fact, we did this thing called Project Karma where they took, you know, food to the first responders and the employees got really behind that because we would deliver, you know, hundred hundred meals a day to, you know, a hospital or or a shelter or something, and and they got they took a lot of pride in that. So it's just doing a lot of things that, you know, the employees feel like a part of a bigger, you know, um, a bigger company or a bigger right. purpose, and, and they're they part to,
1: of a team, right? right? It's not just it. a group of people; it's really a team. And what's been wonderful in this past few minutes is every time you spoke about someone, you spoke about them by name. And you're, I mean, you have what over, I don't know the exact number, but well over 400 restaurants. That's yeah. thousands of people. Yeah. And every single story you just told had the person had a name. And I think that in itself is just admirable to show how it really does go from the top.
0: down. Yeah. 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 I wish I, I wish I knew everybody's name. We have about 8,000 employees, um, you know, I, I have a goal of always trying to know, certainly the above store, store leaders, but but the, but the general managers, and it's an impossible goal when you keep growing as fast as we grow, right. because you just all of a sudden, you know, we bought 75 stores in Los Angeles at the end of November, and there's 75 new uh, folks to meet, and then, you know, team members are changing, but certainly, you know, they make as much of an impact on me every time I get to meet them or be mm-hmm. involved, in a GM celebration, which it, it, it motivates me to go back and try to do things to make their job easier and uh, to help, you know, the company overall.
1: Right. No, it's all amazing. And I think so. We talked a little bit about influencing. We talked about social media stuff, employees. I think those are really what's happening. Anything else you want to say? Or no, talk no, about before? I, mean,
0: I, I think that, you know, you kind of hit it on the head. We I, th- I think that in today's consumer market, you know, people are coming back and, and, and going out and, and ex- having experiences and maybe they don't want to sit at home and get, get uh, uh, they, they, they want to go out and, and see things and have dinner and, and do things. So we are seeing that when you have an experiential uh, uh, part of your business that people can get really excited. I'm in downtown LA right now. I was looking for a site for a new uh, new cantina. And what was amazing is that I walked by the Apple Store, which was in the Tower Theater, a former theater in, in downtown LA, and they made it very cool, a really cool experience to go in there. And it's, mm-hmm. they still have the stadium seating up top and, they, and it feels like you're in this really great place, but you, it's all very modern and, and high tech with Apple. And then right next door down the street is, is a place called Jumpman, which is Air Jordan. And it's their experiential um, uh, retail outlet where they have you know, displays or they have drops for new Air Jordans. And what's exciting to me is you know, Sean Tresmont, who's our new chief marketing officer with, with Taco Bell came from, from Air Jordan. He was the president of Air Jordan and, and Nike. And so you start to see the, the folks that have ideas and create experiences around the brand to match, you know, the brand quality, um, is really is what, what is making some, some winning combinations. So, uh, between what Mark King and, um, and Sean are doing with, with Mike Grams, who's been there for a long time as the president, uh, I I'm just really excited about Taco Bell's future. Right.
1: And I was going to say, I mean, obviously getting a Taco Bell tattoo is not the same thing, but I feel like That when people were doing that years ago, that was the experience then, right? So they've always been on the cutting edge of what's happening and what's next. And being able to take your whole family to a Taco Bell, sit there, eat. Obviously we're doing it for the experience, but it's also you're gonna have the second drink. You're gonna the kids gonna get the extra item because you're there so long. And it's just fun. So it's really also a new family dining component, a new family dining option that probably we never would have thought
0: it It, it is cool. it's really cool. And it's sort of like two spectrums, right? One spectrum is having the experience and the other spectrum is really really getting good at delivery and digital, right? right. We talked about you know just excelled during the pandemic. and our digital and delivery and aggregator uh, sales, you know have 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 really been impactful and they continue to get better. and Taco Bell is coming up with, with ways to make it easier for drivers to pick up food and, you know, better packaging for, so that the quality of food at delivery is great. And so, um, if you want late night, there's a Taco Bell that's open that you can get late night without having, you know, to drive, which is a big deal. And so yes. that's something that we're really excited about is how well, um, our digital platform has, 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 uh, come to oh, through this pandemic.
1: Yeah, no, that's all amazing. and. I think we're about winding down. So I really thank you so much. I know there's so much more we could talk about because we constantly do talk too much, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm and just getting started. I know. Yeah, Tune back two. in next week for part <laughs> two. No, just kidding. But we will see each other soon. We'll catch up on all other stuff. And again, thank you so much for being my first guest and I'll see you soon.
0: Congrats on the new, uh, the new position. I can't wait to see what you do and uh, hear hear all about um the next podcast
1: perfect thank you thanks
0: thank you to all of our listeners to the dana delivers by aprio podcast if you like today's podcast please hit the subscribe button dana delivers brought to you by aprio a premier accounting and business advisory firm with offices across the u.s and clients around the globe